David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Ah, <laughs> uh, Elliot, you brought in Hollywood royalty today. Indeed we did. How did you manage this to get a Hollywood star in studio here in Morton Grove? Every once in a while we get lucky. I wanted to find somebody who would play around, so I thought golf, because that's, that's your game. <laughs> And, and when I think golf, I think Caddyshack, and I think Lacey Underall. All right. Who in real life is Cindy Morgan. Hi, hi. guys. Hi, guys. Before you get too far on this ride, because I want to stop you before I we get around. I want to radio voice. My radio voice. When I was at Lo- the Loop, before it was the Loop, it was a lot deeper. And it was WSDM smack dab in the middle. Morning Drive, Hancock Center. I miss it. I miss Chicago Radio. They don't pay anything for radio personalities anymore. I was making $135 a week pulling numbers against the big boys doing morning drive and wanted to do commercials. And they said, no, you're the radio person. I said, the heck with you guys. I'm going to L.A. They said, you'd never get a job. I said, I'll get a billboard on Sunset in a year. I had one in eight months. I got lucky. And what were you making out there back there in L.A.? Uh, well, I got I got an Irish Spring commercial as soon as I got on my out of my car and that paid my bills. Oh, it didn't. It wasn't a billboard that said for a good time call. No, Elliot, no. Oh. it was. <laughs> you could have made a lot more money that way. You see a lot you of those. You could have made a lot more money that way. <laughs> you see a lot of those billboards by the airport there in L.A. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, actually, you do, but I don't uh, pay as much attention as apparently you boys do. So was- you enlighten me. When I was out there with the kids, I'm like, kids are going, what's that billboard? I said, don't look, don't look. <laughs> yeah, and see, I'm just looking for the exit sign and where, the, the direction yeah, I'm going. And I'm sorry, I've missed so much. Why no. don't you enlighten me some more? Okay. Or not. Or not. <laughs> so you're back in Chicago. Yes, I am. It's so great to be back in Chicago. I am here. Uh, I went to school here, born and raised in Chicago. And my high school, which was Mother Garen. When I went there, now Garen Prep is having their alumni annual alumni golf tournament. So they called me. I'm on board. It's Friday, August 12th at Maple Meadows Golf Course in Wooddale. I am coming along, and they are almost sold out, and they've got sponsors. They're doing great, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Will you be golfing? Nobody brings me in for my golf game, Elliot. <laughs> I can golf. I actually have a golf trophy from a Fuzzy Zellers tournament. But I, it's it's mostly to, to in, in truth, when I do a golf tournament, I ride around on a golf cart, meet all the foursomes, say hi, we take photos, and everybody just has a great day. And are you dressed in the attire that you wore in Caddyshack? Similar attire. Similar. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah, so that's that's what we're doing this Friday. If anybody is interested, there's still a couple of foursomes. Contact Tina Lilly at 708 708- Four three seven four seven three zero, and if you can't remember that, I'll give you guys one of this, and maybe you can put it up on your sure. website or put something. On Facebook, Twitter, it's Skype it, do the whole Let's thing. Let's get it the heck out there. Yes, and and some folks weren't able to make it to that, and I found out that there's um, Wizard World is going to be here this weekend. Comic Con. Comic Con um, at the uh, where's that going to be, David? <laughs> the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. Some people think it's named after Adley Stevenson, but they're wrong. Stevens, the former mayor. The Donald Stevens Convention in Center in Rose. 
Rosemont. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday from 10 till 6 Saturday, 10 to 5 Sunday. So come on out there, too. So, yeah, it's good to be home in Sweet Home Chicago. It's great. Busy, busy girl. I got a lot to do, Elliot. Right. (laughs) Also a budding author. I've always wanted to write since I was five years old. Never had a chance until now. I know this book has been in the works a little longer than it should. Now it's turned into three because I got a hold of 1,700 behind-the-scenes images. Now, everybody asks the same questions. What was this really like? What was it? Well, I've got, let's go to photos, shall we? (laughs) And right next to it is my first-hand commentary of what it was like. So the first inception of from Catholic School to Caddyshack, is a coffee table book. And I'm delivering it fully graphic designed, laid out, ready to go. We're 95% finished. Last week I was just meeting. I had to find somebody who was actually there. And to find somebody who was there who is alive and not criminally insane is a challenge. <laughs> and would speak to you. And would speak to me. I did, and we sat down, and, and he was great. He filled in all the blanks and said, well, what about this? And, well, where was that? And and it was perfect, just what I needed to wrap this up. So I'd say we'll be done. My homework, my homework will be turned in by the end of August. If you took that much time to do a report at Garen, what would have happened? I'd be someplace else. <laughs> but no, uh, you know what? It it had to be done right. And we're talking about something 30 years ago. That's the first one. It'll be a coffee table book, photos, first-hand account. I've got photos of the three-story fire. Why am I looking through this microphone when I look at you, David? It's I like gotta... we're ducking over here. Um, I've got photos like the three-story fireball when they blow up the golf course. Y- you know, and and uh, they mined the golf course with gasoline. Did the, Bill Murray do that, or you had experts do that? Billy was busy doing other things, and, 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 and I wouldn't Poor say people. experts either. <laughs> I'm just saying I've got photos of the gasoline truck coming up, them pumping gasoline into the mound, blowing it up, and then the next day they painted it green and blew it up again. Yes, they did. Wow. Was that Hugo Chavez bringing his gas in? Sitco? <laughs> 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 no, that was the boys on our crew having fun. And, and the second day, by the way, when I and, and I've got a great shot. They're blowing up the golf course. There's the column of smoke. All the actors running toward camera trying to get FaceTime. And me standing there going, what the hell just happened? There's one actor going, they just blew up the damn golf course. And the next day when I heard they were doing it again, I was so far away from that blast. They said, you're in the shot. I said, sure, I'll be there. And I was gone. And I could still hear and feel the blast. It was was crazy. They didn't warn the airport, did they? Well, actually, I say that in the book. Um, uh, I started out saying something like, um, 30 years ago, uh, comedy lightning struck with such impact that it was reported to the Fort Lauderdale Airport as an air disaster. <laughs> I don't know who reported it or how it was reported, but it is understood that people were saying that there was some uh, some air disaster, and that's what that huge explosion was. No, it was us. <laughs> so that's book one. So this is a trilogy like Lord of yes. the Rings? Yeah, exactly like Lord Her- of the Harry Rings. Harry Potter? It, 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 exactly like Harry. That, that's, this will be the coffee table book because most folks don't think I can spell cat. Let them get a little taste of my writing. The second book will be a text-driven book, okay. which will be a little more in-depth, a little more from Catholic School to Caddyshack. This is primarily Caddyshack. That's what that, that's the star of this show, really. Okay. You know, people, people love that movie. It's so well-loved. We really thought we were just in all kinds of trouble because we were bad, badly behaved actors. It was Animal House on a golf course. It really was. And what was the second movie? Uh, the, second book? Uh, the, the, the second book is actually going to be the text-driven one. A little more in-depth, a little more stuff. No, this I'm is, saying the second Caddyshack movie. Oh. Oh, no, I was in the funny one. <laughs> so I don't know what the second one was. I heard there was a second one, but I, it's painful for Ooh. me to watch. I don't know. <laughs> Some people love it, so what the heck. So... Well, Those are the criminally insane. Well, I'm guessing. No, yes. that's the residue from the people who really love Caddyshack. They'll 
take anything well, that's well, that's, And that's why this book is so cool because, you know, everybody says, what was going on? So I've got photos of the parties. I've got photos of people dancing on tables. I've got photos of people having a really great time. What was really going on? People go, oh, the crew must have been laughing. I got photos of the crew falling asleep. <laughs> they could care less. So you were the best behaved one there. Me? No. The best oh. behaved one was, uh, I would say, Henry Wilcoxon, who was, and a lot of folks don't know who that, that was the bishop. And okay. he's, he was Cecil B. DeMille's son, uh, son-in-law. Really? Oh, yeah. He was in like the Ten Commandments. Uh, he was the voice that went, and Moses went out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. That was Henry Wilcoxon, and he was a, a very classically trained actor. And I got great photos of him with us just, just sitting there smiling, shaking his head, going, they'll calm down. I was going to say, he must have said to himself, what the heck am I doing here? Oh, he knew what was going on, and he was waiting at, you know, for us to ride it out and run out of energy. <laughs> he did his job. He was but, great. But you didn't. Not really, no. <laughs> I saw somewhere that Bill Murray said there's going to be a Caddyshack 3, and he wants the original cast back, you, Chevy Chase. It's already been written. Yeah, well, the, uh, Ted and Rodney are going to be hard to get, but I do know the agents with the connections <laughs> to get them. Um, but, uh, yeah. Are those I, ones you told go to hell when they went down there? Uh, well, they weren't listening to me, but maybe they did, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, I hear that all the time. That would be lovely, but it would certainly be another movie now. We'll see. I I, th- I think the rumor mill is rampant. Yeah. I, I love to hear these stories. I you just know, smile. Caddyshack, the next generation, like Star Trek. No, what Bill Murray said is he went back, became successful, learned how to talk, and bought the golf course, and then he reverts back to his own, old self with the gopher, chasing him around. <laughs> okay. And he said, I have to have Cindy Morgan, I have to have Chevy Chase, and they're where, on board. Where did you hear this? It was on the Internet when I was doing my research last night. Don't Truth- believe what you read on the <laughs> Internet. Half of that stuff's written by my publicist, and don't believe it. <laughs> Seriously. So, in real life, you live in Florida. Yes, I do. South Florida. 30 miles from where we shot the film, oddly enough. You ever drive past the old... uh, I've been there. I've been down there. In fact, when we did the Biography Channel special, which you see, we we were down there for part of it. And it kind of has turned into Bushwood a little bit. You know, so there it is. It's still there. I would have thought the golf course would have changed its name to Bushwood just off the the, the success of Caddyshack. It changed its name to Grand Oaks. And the reason there were oaks there is because because they needed a non-regional looking golf course. And that was one of, believe me, these guys wanted to get as far away from the L.A. studio system as they could so they could have their movie their way. So that's why they went down to Florida. But they needed a golf course that didn't have lots of palm trees. Right. So that's why they shot at what's currently Grand Oaks because there were oak trees. It could have been the Midwest. It could have been the East. It could have been any number of places. That's yeah. how we ended up there. Yeah, they could have shot it here in uh, Chicago where Bill Murray was a caddy once that's upon a time. That's where it was supposed to be because there's like about 17 Murray brothers, as yeah, you know. at least. And the oldest one, Ed Murray, really, this story was about him. He was a caddy. He did win the caddy scholarship. So this kind of was wow. based on his life. Yeah. So how many of his family members were in the movie? Oh, my. They were, they were everywhere. There was, yeah, uh, yeah well, Brian Doyle Murray. Was one of the writers, and he was he was uh, Lou Loomis, the head caddy. Okay. Okay. And then there was uh, John Murray, who was caddy number four, and, and, and also the – he was also the wrangler. He was called sort of the airplane wrangler because we were right under the flight path of Lauderdale <laughs> Airport. So he was on the walkie going, stop it, plane coming in, plane coming in, you know. <laughs> You know, there are, yeah, those walkies were funny. And that's another story. You know, people were saying, what's Bill really like? Bill was there for six days, but you would hear this on the walkie. Where's Bill? I don't know. Get him. He's asleep in a sand trap. What? Yeah, they, they needed a Jewish Murray brother. They could have named him Murray Murray. 
<laughs> what sure. about Sister Murray? Because wasn't his sister there a nun? There is. There, there is one. And uh, I, I forgot her name because the boys are louder, and I don't believe I ever <laughs> met her. But yes, there is with one of the sisters. Great, great Irish fa- Catholic family from Chicago. You bet. Let's get to another show you're on. I watched Falcon Crest as a kid. You watched Falcon Crest. I watched my parents as Didn't a night. Didn't we all? Uh, not everybody. You had two parts on that show. Yes. You know something? And that's the funniest stories because I was on the show for a while. I played uh, Lorenzo Lamas's love interest. And then I was off the show and I was called in to read for another part. I got it. And I just didn't bother to tell him I'd been on the show before. <laughs> New set of producers. And uh, I came in as another character. And about you know three or four weeks in, one of the crew who had been there said, you were on the show before. I said, no, I wasn't. He goes, Yes, you were. Yes, you were. <laughs> Lorenzo didn't realize you were on the. F- oh yeah, Lorenzo knew, but who talks? You know, so 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 yeah, and and um, by that time my character arc had already started and it was going great. So uh, it, it was yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to do. It, it, yeah, I just, just I just didn't open my mouth and just stayed on the show again. So you got to work with Jane Wyman. I loved the, Jane Wyman, the, the first Mrs. Ronald Reagan. She is so, she was so wonderful. Two things to know about Jane. I mean, here's a classic, wonderfully trained actor from from the beginning. And on one hand, you'd see her playing poker with the crew, you know. So she she was just a great great woman. But there was one day, and I guess I can say this now because it's much much later. There were a lot of actors on the on the show. There were a lot of producers, and we would have table reads with the script. And I came in my second show, and I my part was really beefed up. So we were doing the table read, and you could tell that a lot of the actors weren't happy at the size that my part had grown. And there, it was like high school. There was no place for me to sit down for the table read. And I'm like waiting, and Jane Wyman said, "I'll get Cindy a chair." Wow. She stood up, made everybody wait, all the actors, all the producers, took her time, got me a chair and said, okay. So she she just, I really admired her for that. And also there was another scene where I walk in, throw down a newspaper with a headline about something she did about my father, and I slap her. No lines. You know, obviously I got nowhere near her, but in, in and I said to her, Miss Wyman, I apologize in advance for what I'm about to do. And she said, oh, honey, just do your job. Wow. And and of course it's a stunt, you know. And I had heard she actually had had her her neck broken in a stunt like that. So when you do a Hollywood slap or a hit, technically you measure off arm's length, and you allow X couple of inches. And you take, I see the camera. You take your hand and you swipe it across the person's eyes. They do the head jerk. So there was a stunt person standing in for her, but she was wonderful to work with. I wish everybody. I worked if you want to hit anybody, David's <laughs> Dave's fine? Okay. Oh, wait, don't you get hit interviewing some of these women sometimes with some of the comments? <laughs> not that often. Not as much as I used to. What about I'm, Lorenzo Lamas? What was he like? Lorenzo was great. The first time I, I worked with him, it was kind of funny. Um, his father was directing that show. And I sometimes get a little... You know, I, I I get a little nervous, so I I memorize my lines walking in. You know, I I get the ideas down. I know who I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to do, and I get the words down at the last second, so I don't choke. So so, I was I was in my in makeup guest getting ready, and Lorenzo said, "Let's run the lines." I said, "Okay," and I was about to run the lines, and obviously I didn't have them down. So he trotted off. Next thing I know, Fernando comes up and says, "Where's the lines?" Well, I knew what Lorenzo was up to, and I got him down. And uh, and then the second time, and then Fernando was great. You know, he was a wonderful director. The next time I came in, Lorenzo and I got along great. He's 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 just a real pro. You know, second generation Hollywood, and and he's doing well. Looks great. Shows up. Knows his lines. You know, you can't. Yeah, he ends up on all these reality shows, things like that. Is he doing those now? I, I hadn't seen. And you got to work with the Joker. Which Joker? C- <laughs> I don't know. Cesar so Romero. 
I, you know, I don't remember actually meeting him. He made a bit, might have been on a different show, so I'm not sure. But wasn't he Angela's husband on that show? He may have been. Well, he might may, have been after a, you on were... different show, but oh, okay. lots of great folks. And I, and I've been lucky enough to work with so many incredibly wonderful people that, yeah, that's where book three is going to come. In. I mean, just just you you plug into a great system, you can't go wrong. So, you make it in Hollywood. Sorta, of, yeah. Kind, kind <laughs> of. No, but a lot of people make it and then they don't make it. Yeah. And then sometimes they make it again. It's, I was it's, really lucky, and I had a lot of fun. And then this Tron thing is a phenomenon again. The Tron thing is amazing. Because You're back from the dead? Absolutely back from the dead, because what happened was, you know, people make decisions, and, and for whatever reason, I wasn't in the second Tron. And it was ama- because I wasn't in it, it was better than had I been in it, because there was this amazing fan surge of a uh, – and I hate to use the word fan, because I think that's – talking, you know, being condescending. I call them supportive people. Family. Mm-hmm. They were like family. They're they, they like, this is this is our, our your, where the heck is she? Yeah. And they organized, they got websites up, and they it's been picked up by the press, and it's gotten back to Disney, and uh, next week, I'll be at Disney at D23 at their event, wow. meeting with some of those. So because of the folks that love the movie, who the movie belongs to the people who love the movie. I think. And they kept it alive. And because of them, there was a Yori Lives campaign on Facebook, Y-O-R-I. And because of them, Yori does live. So thank you to those folks for keeping it alive. Check out CindyMorganInfo.com and you'll be getting all the news. There's all the Facebook links and Twitter. Twitter and I got it all up there. <laughs> you bet. You miss social media. Uh, me and, and, and the team. I've got a wonderful team of folks, all volunteers, and that's why they're so good. I thought they were serfs, slaves. <laughs> no, no serfs, no mercenaries, all volunteers who, who have a lot of heart. And because of that, they keep me going. Well, who was your favorite person to work with in Hollywood? Oh, man, there's so many. Put they're... her on the spot, why don't no, you? No, no, no. I mean, in every film, I'll just tell you, I got some of the best jobs you could want. I mean, in Caddyshack, I get to kiss Chevy Chase. I get to work with Bill Murray. In, in Tron, I get to kiss both Jeff Bridges and Bruce Boxleitner. This is a great gig. And I get paid, so I'm not complaining. Who's the best kisser? Hmm. Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney was actually so nervous. It was so cute. You know, you know how that film was done. I mean, we would work all day, party yeah. all night, roll out of bed or from the last party, go through makeup, hair, and wardrobe, and show up on the set and go, what? Because at that point, the script had been thrown away. And we would break from lunch whenever, whenever. And Rodney and I were just sitting alone at lunch, if you can imagine. And there he is tugging on his collar, going, am I okay? Am I okay? It's my first movie. And I said, Rodney, you're stealing it. And he did. Wow. He did an excellent job in that movie, and my favorite movie with him is Back to School. Oh, he was great. When he says, I'm a lover, not a fighter. (laughs) (laughs) So much of that wasn't in the script. So much of that is just Rodney being Rodney. Do you do a lot of improv or not really? I have done improv. In fact, I was lucky enough to take some improv training from Harvey Lembeck before I got to Caddyshack. And I used to get so sick before that class because Harvey yelled. Harvey Lembeck you would have known from um, Stalag 17. Or from some of the beach movies. Um, little guy, trained, vaudeville trained comedy actor. And he used to yell at me. And I'm used to being on radio and doing all the talking, as you can tell. And, uh, and, 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 uh, Harvey would yell and go, stop! Morgan, you're the straight. Stop going for the joke. <laughs> stop going for the joke. You set up the joke. You let it happen. And you will score. And thank God I did. Cause when I got to Caddyshack, had I not, Listened. He taught me to do the one thing nobody could teach me, to listen. 
And my reactions to Chevy and Rodney and the other guys were some of the best things I did. That piano scene was not only not in the script or rehearsed, it wasn't even discussed ahead of time. Wow. Harold said, come over here and sit down. I said, why? He said, just sit down and say, sing me a love song. I said, fine. <laughs> if that'll shut you up, I'll do it. I said, sing me a love song. And Chevy snorts the salt, throws the tequila. <laughs> and I look out of the right corner of my eye and the damn camera light's on. And when you... You're filming this thing. And so I went, okay. And he, I, I had a big wad of gum in my mouth. I blew a bubble in his face, and that was the, the button on the scene. The rest is history. So, so I understand. Well, you've aged a lot more gracefully than Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, things like oh, that. Oh, they're, they're so talented. Who cares? I mean, they're, 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 I, mean I, I think they're all great. They're still, they're still the kids they always were. They're, they've got just... They're just brilliant. Don't tell don't tell them I said that, but they are. It'll be our secret. Do you <laughs> okay. still talk to Bill or Chevy? I see Bill once in a while. I haven't seen Chevy in a while, but you, it's it's astonishing how you run into these folks. And it's like, can I tell you, it's like we just saw each other yesterday, every single time. It's so cool. It's like your best friend you haven't seen in 20, 30 years. Exactly. It's like going back to Mother Garen, and you'll see people who you haven't seen, and you go. I was just there yesterday okay. at Mother Garen. I was at the stage where I froze on the stage and couldn't deliver one line. I was there. Blah, blah, blah. I, no, not even that. Somebody oh. had to lead me off the stage. <laughs> I was so scared. I, it was, I was at Mother Garen Holy Cross yesterday. Hope you overcome that someday. Yeah, thank you, Elliot. I'll work <laughs> if, on if it. If only you could work on that, just a little. <laughs> Let's talk about the guy Elliot wants to interview, write a book with from Chicago, Hugh Hefner. What's he like? I've never met you, Mr. Hefner. You've never been at the mansion? I have not. I've been up to the – actually, I've been to the Playboy building, and, and it's funny. I was doing a, a show last time I did press in Chicago. They heard – the reason um, you don't see me on the on the Caddyshack uh, DVD right, on the, is because I, I, I wouldn't shoot the nude scene for Playboy for a couple of reasons. First of all, it wasn't what we discussed ahead of time, uh, and I was the Irish Spring Girl at the time. I felt there was a conflict. The other thing is they sent him down to the set and tried to bully me into it. Oh. And and it's not a problem with nudity. It's a problem with bullies. And the more they screamed and swore, the more I said, uh, look, th- you know, this isn't going to work out. I, I discussed this. And um, uh, one of the producers who identified himself on the Biography Channel special, John Peters, called me from the other room and said, you're blanked in this business. You'll never blanking work again. Go out there and do it. I said, no, John, and now we're going to clear the set. So I, I put on a robe and I said, look, I want to see four, cause I ran camera. I ran right. sound. I, I, I ran camera in Rockford, Illinois. I ran, <clears throat> I was my own FCC licensed sound engineer in Chicago. I said, the heck with you guys. This, the sound guy's going, I have to be here. I said, you go outside and watch your meter. Set a boom mic and get lost. <laughs> want to see my license? So I said, I want to see four people, the focus puller, the director of photography, that director, that actor. Until then, I got all day. Take your time. <laughs> I learned a lot of new words, but yeah, that's how we... So they took away my paid ads. They broke my contract and took away my billing. My agent didn't back me up. And uh, we got this end, but they did me a big favor. They made me so angry. When you're angry, are you afraid anymore? No. No. I took control of that. That was the day Lacey was born. So I should send John a thank you note. Okay. So the nude scene for sports and torts will do that during break? Is that how this works? Never gives Clear up. Clear the room. <laughs> Never gives up. Never gives up. Thanks. So thank you so much for having me and Elliot. So good to see you again. Always a pleasure. I can't wait till that book comes out. Honey, you and everybody else, I'm gonna, I, I, I just literally had that meeting last week and as soon as my plane lands for more than five days, it'll be done because I can write as fast as I talk. I've got dragon dictation. And wow. we all know how fast that is. <laughs> and who's the publisher? What is it? I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. I'm presenting a completely finished project, graphic design and all. It's completely laid out. Of course, whoever I section this book off to, 
And it, it, when it gets marketed, of course, they obviously will have their own opinions for rewrites and what we'll do. And at that, when when I find out the publisher, I'll let you know. So it's basically the book's done. All you got to do book is will, hit the print. The book will be going to market. I am not. This book is going to market, and you know, and and I'll be very happy. I want to work with somebody who's great. My literary agents are in place. You know, they'll from that point they're the quarterback. So uh, I can I can say who my literary agent is. He he's identified himself. He's the guy who got. 137 hours made. It went from from between a rock and a hard place. The mountain climber who cut off his own arm. And yeah. He he took it from that book from inception to the Oscars. He's my literary agent who's hopefully listening now, going, "Where's the book?" I'm sure he is because you know it's way overdue. You, did, you didn't have to cut off any limbs to get this done. I've cut off more than you know to get this <laughs> done. But 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 so many things have changed. There were so many things, and every time there was a hold. Something fell into my hand, literally. I just had to move four months ago. I opened a cabinet. I was looking for some photos that were, had been gone. And I swear to God, out of the cabinet, you know, I keep thinking my dad, who died in 96, is around because into my hand fell a box of slides. Wow. And the bullet shells from his 21-gun salute. I swear on my life. This is what I went, you son of a gun. You could have given me these <laughs> earlier. But there they are. And and so so some some things I was looking for turned up. So it'll be complete. And, and it's time to, fit, to turn this in. It's time to move on to the second one. So by the end of August... Good to go. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank and I you. I saw guys. you got someone's balls here. Oh. <laughs> Boys, well, all I can say is, ladies, let's harness this energy. Okay. Yes, these are uh, uh, Roger Dewey from A&R Collectibles, who's sitting in the next room holding his sides with laughter, and Sean, my handler. Shut up, Elliot. Okay, these are orange handles. balls, uh, and David has... The Naked Lady Tees. This is from A&R Collectibles right here in Chicago. Roger Dewey does that. And, um. You got the nice hat. And these wonderful, Ro- Roger's made these lovely, let's get it on camera. Uh, here we go. It's on camera. These are, this, with a hat like that, you get a free bowl of soup. But I'm bum. Yeah. And that's also from A&R Collectibles. And great stuff. Um, my partner here in Chicago. Gotta have friends in Chicago. Definitely. Thank you very much for your time. You let you go to your next meet. Or I gig. will, and, and I'll or keep you time. guys. Tea time, my my yeah, butt. Keep uh, us abreast. I, oh, Jesus. Uh, or, or any other body part. Look for updates on Cindy Morgan. I'm trying to get a word in. Oh, uh, Cindy Morgan in CindyMorganInfo.com. So I'll keep good. you posted. Thank you very Thanks, much. guys. Nice Thank meeting. You. You're listening to Sports and Torts. Tune in. Our next guest. I know who it is, but we'll have somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank won't, you. Won't be as much fun. Oh. Uh,